Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The ABCs of the gospel is a powerful tool that God is using to draw people to Himself. Today, Pastor J.D. shares yet another testimony of how this simple proclamation of God's grace is changing lives. Friends, we don't know when Jesus will return, but everything seems to say it's going to be soon. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 19th. 2020. Syria may be out of the headlines, but the crisis is far from over, and he is absolutely right about that. What if? What if? Well, if you'll kindly indulge me, I want to answer these aforementioned what if questions, and I want to do so from the Word of God specifically from the pages of Bible prophecy, which answer for us all of the above, if you will, when it comes to what if. God has told us what is going to happen. It's not what if it happens. No, we're told what is going to happen at the time of the end. Isaiah 17.1 tells us about Syria. Ezekiel 38 tells us about this Russia, Iran, and Turkey alliance of nations that invades Israel. Zechariah 12 tells us that the world will have this intoxicating obsession with dividing Jerusalem. And as we just talked about in our Thessalonian study, there will be this global, insatiable quest for peace and security. And that is exactly what is happening today. Stay with me, please. So what if? What if um, something weird happens, and Trump is somehow removed from office, or something happens to President Trump? What if March Coming up, our prophecy update after the March 2nd election has to do with the fact that, once again, the clear winner, presumably Netanyahu, is unable to form a government. What if? What if Iran, whose backs are are up against the wall, they have to do something. The regime is at stake, you understand right? The Islamic Republic of Iran, not the people of Iran. There's been a 
I mean tectonic shift in Iran. What if Iran calls up Russia and says, hey, we got, we got to move on this because, I mean, the clock is ticking and strike while the iron's hot, if you will. What if? The answer is to every what if question. What if all of the above happens? What does that mean? That means the Lord's return is imminent and the time is at hand. Let me preface what I'm about to say so I'm not misunderstood when I say this. Yes, we need to be as ready for the Lord's return today as we would be if it were still 10 years from today. We always need to be occupying until He comes. However, and please don't misunderstand me, I am personally of the belief that in this year of 2020, God is going to shake up and wake up many people to the lateness of the hour and the urgency of the time. You want to know why? The Apostle Peter tells us why in his second epistle, chapter 3, verse 9. He says, the Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, God will do everything and stop at nothing to get everyone's attention, and He'll use any means to do it before it's too late. You know what I see with everything that's happening, everything we've talked about, and the many more things that are happening right now? It's getting people's attention. This thing with Iran, it's getting people's attention. This is God's way of shaking up and waking up the, the believer in particular who is sleeping spiritually. I am struck by the Apostle Paul in his writing to the church in Rome in chapter 13. I want to read verses 11 through 14. It's chilling, really. Listen to what he says. Do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. You're sleeping, you're drowsy, sleeping, slumbering spiritually. Wake up! Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and instead put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime. And he gets kind of specific here and it's a little bit uncomfortable and rightfully so. He says, not in carousing 
and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. There's no time for that. Stop playing around. It's time to get serious about the things of God, the days at hand. It's time to wake up. The hour has come. His return is nigh. You know, I see these prophecy updates as sort of an alarm clock, where I have to sound the alarm every week. And this is why we do these (laughs) prophecy updates. It's to bring to the forefront the awareness of the lateness of the hour in which we are living. It's also why we end with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the simple, childlike, simple ABCs of salvation. What's the gospel? It means good news. The good news is is that Jesus came, He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. And as we just saw in 1 Thessalonians, He's coming back. That's the gospel. That's the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ. What if I told you that this is like the final call? I don't know how many more things need to happen where God just has to kind of shake up our world to get us to look up to the next and loosen our grip on this world and the things of this world. Ah, Dare I say, even this great nation, the United States of America, for which I am so grateful. I mean, this is not our home. It's passing away. The Lord is coming, and we need to be ready, and we need to be watching. And what we see happening in the world has this much needed effect of getting people's attention and waking people up. I want to share with you an email that we received from an online member by the name of Gail Diary, if I'm pronouncing your name right. She writes this, I have a friend in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, whom I have known since I was seven and she was 10. We are now 75 and 78 respectively. Wow. I live in the U.S. She still is in Canada. I became a Christian in 1974. We have had numerous visits in person and or by phone where we have talked about the Lord and how to be saved, but to no avail. Two days ago, we were conversing again, and this time, listen to this, she expressed much fear due to the situation with Iran. Oh. She had just told me that she didn't know how to become a Christian. We were cut off right in the middle, and I wasn't able to reach her after six tries. (laughs) 
guess what came to my mind? Pastor Farag's ABCs of salvation. By the way, these are not my, I did not come up with this. I just found this online several years back and started to, decided to start sharing it. I went to your website and copied and pasted the ABCs into an email. The next day, to my relief, she called me, told me she read the email, and also told me that she thought she was, all in caps, a Christian. With this in mind, I believe this was her last chance, and I have no doubt about her anymore. I love the simplicity yet thorough way you explain salvation. Thank you. I want to, before we do the ABCs, just maybe challenge you. Maybe that's a stronger word than, I guess for lack of a better word. I want to just challenge you. Maybe this week the Lord will present an opportunity, a divine appointment, where He'll bring somebody into your path. And it might be online, on social media. You know, when I go on my Twitter feed, there is so much fear on the part of so many people concerning what is happening in the world today. When this whole thing with Iran, which is still ongoing by the way, when this thing happened there were so many people that were, I mean, they used the expletives, you know, the, the, the foul words, but I mean, it's, it's real, it's raw. And they're expressing, I mean, this is freaking me out. I am I'm, I'm seriously scared about what could happen. What about just tweeting, replying to that tweet, or Facebook, or Instagram, or whatever you know the platform is? What if you just said, you don't, you don't need to be afraid? There is hope. There is an answer. And just share with them the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. We're to give to everyone an answer of that hope that lies within us, right? Maybe that's what the Lord wants to do. And by doing these ABCs, it's not just for anyone who might be here who has never called upon the name of the Lord or is unsure about their relationship with Jesus Christ. John said, you can know that you have eternal life. The jury's not out. The verdict is in. You can know that you're saved. You can know that the last breath you take here will be and lead to the next breath you take in eternity up there. You can know that with an assurance. I call it, you'll forgive me for the silliness of, you know, the way I say this or, or see this, but it's a, it's a life assurance policy. Not life insurance, eternal life assurance. And guess what? The premiums, He paid for them. No, no cost. I have a life assurance policy for all eternity, and He paid the premiums. That's a good deal. That's good news. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you sinned and that you need the Savior. This is what repentance is. It's a 
change of mind, and now God can change your heart. But you realize that you've sinned against God. Romans 3 verse 10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. You might be good, you'll never be good enough. Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 is really the sentencing phase, if I can say it like that, where we now stand before the judge of the universe, and he's going to sentence us because we've sinned and broken God's law and transgressed against the perfect standard of God's righteousness. And you know what that sentence is? Death. The wages of sin is death. But here comes the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. It's a gift we receive, a gift that He paid for in full, and He offers to us for us to accept. He'll never force it on us. He offers it to us. He won't force it on us. That's the A. Here's the B. The B is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And as Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. I like that because it's pretty definite, isn't it? It doesn't say you should be saved. You could be saved. You might be saved. There's a good chance you might be saved. No, you will. You will be saved. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And I love that word justified, because it's a word that sounds like what it really means. It's just if I'd never sinned. I'm justified just if I'd never sinned. God, when He sees us, He does not see our sin. (laughs) He sees His Son, because I'm justified, because He took that sin, all of that sin, and paid for it in full on the cross. In Romans 10, 13, It's so simple. It's a prayer away. Eternal life, the assurance of salvation, is a prayer away. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And I mean no disrespect to those who say, repeat after me, You don't have to pray a certain prayer, a certain way to be saved. You know, if I could just share just 
real quick, lastly, and maybe this is for somebody here or somebody watching online. When I called upon the name of the Lord 38 years ago this month, by the way, my, you know what my prayer was like? First of all, I was, and I'm not proud of this, forgive me, but I was a very intoxicated and I was very high on drugs. And I went into my room and I was lying on my bed and I just, this was how I called upon the name of the Lord. Oh God, I, I, I do want to go to hell. Yeah, that was my prayer. And he heard that prayer because I called upon him, believing in my heart, confessing with my mouth, acknowledging my sin. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I, I don't want to go to hell. I want to be saved. And, that, and that's, I prayed myself to sleep. I slurred my prayer. I slurred the sinner's prayer. How about that? And I woke up the next morning and I'm a new creation in Christ. I could not start my day without alcohol, tobacco, and drugs. And I went to reach for those things. And the Holy Spirit now indwelling me in that still small voice said to me, you don't need that anymore. And I, I mean, I had tried quitting in my own strength, getting the willpower. I'm not going to, you know, do drugs anymore. I'm not going to smoke anymore. I'm not going to drink anymore. And it lasted for four minutes and 38 seconds. And I just couldn't do it. But this time, the Holy Spirit was in me, empowering me, and enabling me, sealing me, because now I'm saved. And I'm a new creation, and old things have passed away. And the desire, and I know it's different for everybody, but the desire for those things were completely taken away. He had completely satisfied me, all of my needs, and I longed for and wanted nothing more than just Him. Lord, if there's somebody watching this online, or maybe even somebody here in this church service that has never called upon You, and today they've heard the truth that can set them free, and You are that truth. And Lord, who You set free is free indeed. So Lord, I pray that today it would be the day of their salvation, that they would not in any way delay the most important decision they could ever make in their life for eternal life. Pray that they'll settle it right now. And Lord, for those of us who do know You, have been walking with You, and love You, and long for Your appearing, Lord, I pray for that encouragement that only You can give, that peace that only You can give, not as the world gives, that You would encourage and strengthen our hearts as we look up, knowing our redemption draws nigh. And Lord, Maranatha. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. 
The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.